Welcome to Four Points Online. We are so honored that you're with us here today. And if God has used this ministry to change your life, we want to hear about it. So go to fourpoints.org slash mystory and tell us. You know what, it's because of your generosity that we are able to expand the kingdom. If you want to give and be a part of what God's doing here at Four Points, go to our website and choose the safe and secure option. Or you can download our app and give there as well. And now we are so excited about hearing a powerful word from God today. I'm excited about a bunch of things that are happening. And so I just want to start by saying Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Happy New year to y'all. What a great way to start the new year by being able to worship together and get a little crazy and dance around and have some fun this morning in church and so uh, some things came to my mind when we were talking about New Year, and that's where we came up with the all things new. I just, uh, as we were praying, this isn't a series, it's a one-day thing, and as we were praying through what we should do on January 1st, we had considered a Friday night service, we had considered some other things, and we finally came to the decision that it, the best thing to do was have one worship experience so people could sleep in after y'all stayed up late last night, one worship experience at 11.30, and I think a lot of times where we find ourselves in a problem is, is we get these ideas of what we want to do, right? We get these ideas of, of it's going to be a great year and we set all these goals and we do all these things, but we don't, we don't remember the one that we can actually trust. We don't remember that God is the only one that we can lean on and that here's the reality, y'all, that God is the only one that can make all things new, that I can't do it. Like, I can, I can preach the best message I've ever preached, and it doesn't really change anything for you. But the Lord Jesus can use a donkey to speak to you, and all things can be made new. And that's the difference, is, is where our perspective is. And I, I feel like a lot of times I get this perspective of, I can do this. And I want you to know that you can do all things through Christ, but you cannot think that you can do all things on your own. And I think that's where we get into attention, is I can accomplish this this year. I can do this this year. If I just put my mind to it, I can do it. And there's some truth to that, but what we try to do it without Jesus, and it's where we get into such problems. And so... The question is, what will this year look like, right? What will it be like? If we could, if we could get the end of the, of the story, we'd all want to know it. Is anybody with me in here today? Would y'all want to know the end? But here's what I do know, is that we can follow Jesus every single day and set some goals and see him do some things. And if you haven't set any goals, I, I find it very important to set goals in life this isn't like breaking news to anybody. But if you don't set any goals, if you don't aim for anything, did y'all know it's really hard to hit a target that you don't aim for? And so we're going to do a couple things with you. The first thing is for 21 days, for 21 days starting tomorrow, some of y'all can start it today. You can go to fourpoints.org and we're going to have you a 21-day devotion all around. Right there it is. 21-day devotion. I like that. That 2-1, that's pretty cool. Deuce 1, I was going to do it backwards, so let me see. It's going to be 21 to me. But, but we wrote 21 days of devotionals about being new, being made new. And it's not just a feel-good thing, but I need y'all to know this. There is power in your mind. This isn't really part of my message, but I want you to know this. If you come in with negativity, or, or let me just say it this way, if you hold on to what's old, you cannot expect to walk in the new. 
And so if God has healed you of something, but you remind yourself of what you used to be, then you're going to go back to that old. And you're going to struggle and not understand why that old is still on you. So don't let that be what defines you this year. Let the new be what defines you this year. Set the goals that you desire God to do in you and through you and watch him do them. But, but if you stay holding on and you start speaking those things of death in your life, then I promise you, you're, they're going to creep up. And you're going to say, well, where did this come from? It came from your mouth. It came from what you believe. And so as we set goals this year, let's set goals that, that we know God is pushing us to do. And so here's what I decided to do as we were praying through this. I just said, Lord, I want a, a simple message I want something that's easy to take home. Not easy necessarily to receive, but easy to get out so that we can walk away and have a tangible idea, an, an understanding of some things that we can put in place to make new happen. Because how many of y'all are like me and you set goals on January 1st? Let me see your hands. You set some kind of goals in your mind. You make it happen, like half of us. How many of y'all have never set a goal on January 1st? Let me see. That's, that's impressive. Power to the people. You're hitting them in Jesus' name. <laughs> but here's the truth. Like, if you ever wanted to invest in something, you should invest in the gym and some diet pills. Come on, somebody, on January 1st. Maybe the end of December. Because it's going to skyrocket and then sell it the first week of February, if y'all know what I'm talking about. Because people are gonzo from then. So why is it that we struggle so deeply to stay with it? All of us have love the idea of change. New. This is great. But why do we struggle so bad to stay with it? And I think that the Bible gives us a, a great picture of why this is the case. So if you have your Bible, I'm going to stay right here in Revelation. And from this passage, I'm only going to read a couple verses, and I want to pull some things from this passage today to show you what I think we can set goals and how we can have principles to live by in 2017. Revelation chapter 21, it says, He, meaning Jesus, who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making. Can y'all read that out loud? One more time. Isn't that interesting that it didn't say, Behold, if you put your mind to it, all things will be made new. He said, Behold, I am making all things new. I could stop preaching right here after what I'm about to say. Many of us want all things to become new, but we don't know the one that can make all things new. The key to life is what have you done with Jesus? Then after that, what have we done with what he's given us to do things with? But most of us try to make all things new, and we forget that he is the one that says, Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, Write these down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said, To me, it's done. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage and will be his God and he will be my son. And he will be my son. And so from this passage, I just want to give you four keys to a fresh start. Four keys to all things being new. Four keys to starting over. So if you've got a worship God, I'd love for you to take notes. They're four very simple things, but I really believe that you can walk away today with something that can help you set the course for 2017 that's different than any year that you've had in your life. I don't care if you're 85 years old or if you're 12 years old. I believe these things can help you, and they're straight from this passage right here. Number one is trust. Number one is trust. How many of y'all know that it's important 
to have an environment that is trustworthy at your home, at your workplace, in everything that you do. How many of y'all would love to have an environment that is trustworthy? Let me see. Everyone that doesn't have their hands up right now, I rebuke you in Jesus' name because y'all are lying. Ah, you get it? Because trust, that was good. You're, that's free. Trust is so important, but listen, it, I believe that a trust environment, a high truth environment is what we call it here, is, is one of the most difficult to attain because... Suspicion is immediately something that we all live under. Suspicion is immediately something that we live under. And you cannot have, number one, trust if you live in suspicion. This is what suspicion is like. Someone that has your best interest in mind, someone that loves you and has your back, but maybe challenges you this much or this much, we immediately go, I wonder what they're trying to get out of me. Are y'all with me in here? I wonder what they're trying to do. And when that creeps into our mind and our thought process, I don't know if y'all have ever noticed this about yourself. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm giving y'all too much today because maybe this is way too much of what I really live under. But I've noticed that when I start not believing the best about people, that it doesn't just stop with that person, that it starts creeping over into other people. It starts creeping over into the people that haven't done anything wrong, but I be begin to believe the worst about them as well. And I begin to have this culture in my own heart that I don't believe anybody, and I believe no one is trustworthy. But here's the truth. There's only one that will ever be truly trustworthy. There's only one that will ever not... There, there's only one... Let me try that again because it's easy for me to say. There's only one that will never let you down. Only one that will never let you down. And it's the one that said this, Behold, I am making all things new. Write this down for these, these words are trustworthy and true. Trustworthy and true. Trustworthy and true. I think that, that is so fascinating that he said that these things are trustworthy and true because it seems like he could have just said these things are true. It seems like he could have just said these things are trustworthy. So why did Jesus say these things are trustworthy and true. This is what I believe. In life, sometimes we'll find that something is trustworthy or someone is trustworthy, but what they got might not be true. Are y'all with me? So like, you got some friends that they know what they're doing and they're trustworthy, but they really don't have a great product and you don't know how to tell them that their product's not very good. And so just because they're trustworthy and you believe them with all your heart doesn't mean that they have a true thing that you want to go with. Or, on the other hand, there's some people that have a really good product. If you're a used car salesman, I'm not talking about you in particular, but y'all know that like, that's the, 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 the snake oil salesman, right? They, they might have a really good product, and it might be true that it's good, but we don't trust them as a person. And so a lot of times you have an either-or with these things. We trust the, the person, but we don't believe that the, the, the thing that they're trying to sell us is, is really as good as they want us to believe it is, or the thing that they have is as good as we believe it is, but, but we don't know if we can trust the person. Well, Jesus is both. Jesus is both trustworthy and true. And the only way that I can have an environment that is trustworthy and true in my life at all times is if I cling to and seek first that man him, meaning Jesus, the God-man, Jesus Christ. That is the only way that trust or truth environment, high truth, can exist in my life. Otherwise, I may have a good product, but I won't be trustworthy because I will try to manipulate you into getting what I'm trying to get. Most of us in our lives see the easy way out. 
And at least in one situation in our lives, we're going in that direction. Most of us see an easy way out. This is called manipulation. This is called blackmail. If you're married in here and you're being quiet right now, I'm mad at you because you know what I'm talking about. We know, how, we know how to blackmail our way to get stuff. We know how to do all these things, and, and it's very easy to do. The only one that will never blackmail you and manipulate you is the only one that's trustworthy and true. This is what's fascinating is most of us would say, Pastor, I want to see God move some things this year. I wanna, I'm believing that he's going to do some things, and the one person that we go to last is the one that we should go to first, and it's Jesus. When we're struggling in situations with bills, with job, with whatever it is, with, with sicknesses. We stress about them for hours and we pray about them at the last minute. What if we prayed about them for hours and stressed about them at the last minute? What would, what would the world really look like? There's only one that's trustworthy and true. And so number one, and the key for your life and the key principle to live by is a high truth environment that trust has to be what we start with. If it's not the foundation, you can forget the rest of these. Number two is focus, focus, focus. I found this one to be extra difficult in the last year. I found this one to be extra difficult in the last year. I want to explain why. And I probably should have said this at the beginning, but I think you'll understand what I'm saying. All of us, if I polled the audience, if, if you would participate, almost all of us would say we want to see God do a major impact through us in our lives. We want to see things move. We want to see God do things that are extraordinary in our lives. We want to see our home become better. We want to see our marriages become better. We want to see the things that only God can do through us. We, we would love to see those happen. And in our minds, we have this idea of what they look like. And we start out like a blaze of glory, y'all. On January 1, pow, we're ready to roll. And it's sometime along the way, and for some of us it's a week. For some of us it might be three months. For some of us it's well down the road. But we lose focus. We lose focus. We begin to focus on the things that everybody else is doing and what we're not accomplishing. We begin to focus on the things that we wish that we could accomplish that they're accomplishing. And we forget the fact that God called us to be sons and daughters, that God called us by name, that he made us in his image, that we alone, that we alone are the ones that can change us, that I am the only person who is capable of looking to Jesus and actually changing me. You can't change me. You can tell me everything that you want to tell me, and I still have to make the decision for myself whether or not I will focus on what's important. Because I'm focusing on something, y'all. It just may not be what I should be focusing on. All of us are focusing. But where your focus is will tell you where your God is today. Then it says, look in verse 6a, it says, it's done. Can everybody say that with me? It's done. Say it. It's done. It's done. What if we believe that? What if we believe the problem that we were sitting in, the thing that we were struggling in so bad today, the thing that we wish could become new, the thing that is over our head and, and we don't even know where to go, the, the, the situation in our lives that we just don't know how we can make these certain pieces move to get them to the place. What if we believe that it was actually done? Because when Jesus said it's finished, he didn't just talk about that you can be saved. He's talking about everything in your life is done. That, that he is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that he never changes. And then he says this here. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. 
He doesn't ever start something that the finish is not already put in place. If God's put a dream in your heart, if God's put something in your belly, if something is, is, is moving inside and you know it when someone talks to you and something jumps like that baby with Elizabeth and Mary that we talked about a couple weeks ago, I need you to know that the reason it doesn't get done is not because he didn't already finish it. It's because you lost focus. It's because I lost focus. It's because I started worrying. It's because I started letting stresses and things in my life come in and I, and I lose track of things. This is what comes to my mind and it really ties in with the next one as well. But I thought about this with focus and then the third one is commitment. But I just thought about this. In our lives, so often we think that today should be the day that we make a major impact. And so we set out, and, and maybe you woke up today and you had this, this energy in your spirit that we're going to see some things change today. It's going to be really good. And then lo and behold, this day feels like nothing happened. And you go, yeah, but that, that wasn't an impact. It didn't matter. For some reason, we've put so much stock in how much we can get done today that we lose focus on what we're supposed to do today and start focusing on what we want to be tomorrow. When I was working construction for my dad, I have lots of horror stories. This is just one of them in Jesus' name. But there was this, there was this time that I was going through, I think it was punishment, to be honest with y'all, because I was the best kid ever, if y'all can imagine. But I had to do, uh, I had to do jackhammering. And there was one particular job that we were jackhammering. It was several of us that had jackhammers that we had rented. And we were trying to get through this, this pad of concrete that was almost a foot and a half thick. Now, I'm just telling y'all something. If you have a jackhammer and you're on it and it shakes everything, you eat a hamburger, and it's unbelievable. It's the worst. But, but you're sitting there jackhammering all day long and you're, and you're on it. And it doesn't, when it's that thick and there's, there's rebar and there's mesh through it and all that, it doesn't feel like you're doing anything. I mean, I mean, you're four hours in and you're like, I haven't done anything. This is the stupidest ever. And an entire day passes and you see nothing happen. And the next day happens. And, and, and I'm being told, listen, just trust the process. Trust the process. Keep doing it. You're weakening the concrete. You're weakening the concrete. Just keep going. Like it's not working. And then you bust through. And you're like, holy crap. That was 18 inches of concrete through all kinds of metal and all kinds of other stuff, and we just busted through, and then you get this energy. See, what we want is the energy when you bust through, but, but, but you, stop, you stop going after it every single day because you're like, I'm not making a difference. It does not feel fun to make a difference because what it takes is focus on today's work, not tomorrow's outcome. If you don't focus on today's calling and today's work, this is where we fall off the wagon so many times. We don't seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and trust that all these things will be added unto us. And he says, look, right here, Jesus says, don't be anxious about tomorrow and what you'll get done and what you have to do and all these other things. Tomorrow has its own problems. It, it can be anxious for itself. The day has its own trouble. So work on today. Focus on what you have today. Stop focusing on what you think you should do two years from now. I know that some of you look at your life and you say, I should have accomplished more by now. You can't do anything about that. What you can do something about is setting your mind on things ahead and focusing on what God has today. 
And by focusing on what God has today, you always keep him in the center of your life. Not what you can do, but what he'll do through you. We open ourselves up to be obedient obedient followers of Jesus Christ by being kingdom people. By saying, God, what would you have me do today? Who would you have me talk to today? What interaction would you have me do today? But most of us get frustrated in the process. And I can tell you that part of 2016 for me was becoming frustrated in the process. One goal that I've set for myself is today, today, that I will focus on Jesus and his kingdom and making much of him every day. And if I don't see any impact, I'm trusting that eventually that breakthrough will happen, that it's not me that actually breaks through. It's the one who's in me that actually breaks through. And I'm believing God's going to do that. And then even if we're focused on the right thing, Our commitment level wanes oftentimes. It falls off. Our commitment level is so difficult to maintain. If y'all have ever played a sport in your entire life, during the season is really fun, especially on game night. Come on now. It's fun to have people cheering you on. It's fun to score. It's fun to make a three-pointer. It's fun to hit the home run. For some of y'all that did arts, it's fun to perform in front of people whatever art you performed. But it's the meantime that's not fun, everybody. It's the off-season that's not fun. This is where I find most people's commitment level falling off. People are committed the night before a game. I promise you that the people that played football yesterday, they didn't have to be talked into being excited about playing for a semifinal to get to a national championship. Is anybody with me in here? But what about January the 17th when your body's still sore from the, from the wreckage that you've been through all year? Are you committed to seeing it happen again on the 18th and on the 19th? Or do you lose focus along the way? And right after that, this is what he says, and I think this is so cool. It says, to the thirsty, I will give. I will give. Jesus saying this, I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. Listen, Jesus called us in Matthew that we're the salt of the earth, we're the light of the world that we sang about this morning in the salt of the earth. But if salt loses its saltiness, this is the according to Mark, but it's very close. What good is it? And I think a lot of people think that that means I'm done. But here's what's crazy is he keeps giving from from the river of life. He keeps offering it to us daily, and we can get our saltiness back, everybody. We can make the world see how much they need him. The reason that they are not thirsty for Jesus is because the church has decided that we can do this thing on our own, and we're not as salty as we once were, and we've lost focus on him, and we've not sought him first every single day, and we think, but I can change this thing around. We can if we don't trust him. We can't if we're not focused on him, and we can't if our commitment level is falling down. And I understand, if anybody understands that I'm with you, that commitment is difficult. That some of y'all want to see your marriages turn around, but you think that they need to come to you. I'm here to tell you that you can't ever count on that, but what you can count on is seeking first the kingdom and coming toward them. By living a life of honor, by showing what God has done in you, and by loving them back only because of what he's done in you. Not because of what they deserve but because of what he's done. But it is hard when you don't see results because what we want to do is manipulate for results. We want to manipulate for results, and so we'll do everything we can. God, I'll keep drinking from your water. I'll keep drinking from this spring if you can promise me that at the end of today, I'll see something. 
And this is the last point, and this is what I need you to know. You don't get to decide when the outcome comes, but the outcome's already decided. Come on, somebody, that was good. You don't get to decide when the result actually comes, but the result is already done. The reason most of us don't see our destiny in Jesus or our, or our possibilities fulfilled in Christ is not because you don't have it in you. All of you have unbelievable promise, unbelievable destiny, unbelievable calling inside of you. Listen, if you're a follower of Jesus, the Bible says this, so argue with the Bible if you want to argue. You are the righteousness of God. You are the royal priesthood. God has anointed your heads with oil. He has, he has covered you with his stuff. You, you are finished and done. He looks at you as perfected and calls you sons and daughters. The enemy is going to prod at you and going to pick at you. People in your life are not going to understand you. You are going to feel isolated. And as a result, you are going to try to manipulate the final result. Listen to me. We never get to, fin to finalize or to, or to change the rules to where we get to decide when the final, final results come. What we get to do is decide if we'll remain focused on him and if we'll seek him first, and if we'll stay committed to the cause of Jesus Christ, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it's the power of God in me. And so Paul said, I'll preach to the Jew first and then to the Greek. I'll go around the world, and no matter what anybody says, no matter if I'm isolated by myself, I'll never be alone because I'll have Jesus with me. I can trust him because he's the one that's trustworthy and true. And so he says, listen, I'm going to give to you without payment. This, this daily portion that you need. But you got to trust me and you got to keep coming to me. You can't drink yesterday's water and think it gives you the, the feeling of today. I think that's what most of us do is, is when it comes to reading our Bibles or praying, it's not a chore. It's a feeling. And most of us are not committed enough to that, but by goodness, if you missed a day of TV, you know what I'm talking about. Heaven forbid. i got to get my show. I DVR'd seven of them, so i got to hit them all. Come on. Just look forward to the time that we can actually focus on what really matters. I think you should have fun, y'all. I, I don't like manipulative preaching where people say you shouldn't do fun things. And there's certain things that are certainly not fun. They, they, they damage your life. But no manipulation here. I celebrate with you, the person, not with your team, the Clemson fans that are going to get to go watch their team play next week. I'm mad at you, the team. Let me just say that in Jesus' name. <clears throat> I'm speaking life. 2017 is a new year. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> we ready. But I celebrate with you. And, and here's the truth. If it was Carolina in your shoes, I'd be giddy as gumballs. Come on now. But if that is where my focus is, if my commitment is completely and totally on that, then I've missed the point. Because there's a difference between enjoying something and letting it be my all. And that's one example because a bunch of you could care less about football, but your kids consume you. You'll never be able to, to change this. This is just the truth because God never changes. What your focus is on, what your commitment is to, and what you trust is who you're worshiping. It's the image that you're looking at every day and saying, that's what I'm aiming for. And here's the cool thing. God made us all different, just like our fingerprints, and all of us have a different calling. 
you're not supposed to accomplish what I'm supposed to accomplish and vice versa. Because if we were to accomplish the same thing, we couldn't reach all of them. I'm telling you before God that every person that we ever come in contact with can be reached with the gospel of Jesus if we focus on him and seek first his kingdom and make much of him. And if they don't get saved today, that's not your job. God is the God of the harvest. You are the, the Lord of the seed. He has given it to your hands. And most of us look down and go, yeah, but I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I tried for like 10 straight days, but I can't do it. And if this isn't you, then it's certainly me. But it will not be in 2017 because God is making all things new. Come on, somebody. And then the final thing, and this is my favorite part, is the results. The results, my favorite part because it's not something that I have to do. Because it's already been done for me. See, when Jesus died on the cross, he didn't just die for your sins, and he certainly did. And thanks be to God that we don't have to make a payment every year to sacrifice for our sins because Jesus came and did that for us. But he also finished every work that he's ever started in you at the beginning of his starting point. He started something, he's already finished it. The result is already sealed in Jesus. And this is what he said about it. The one who conquers will have this heritage and I will be his God. He is not talking about himself. He is talking about you. He is talking about you being a conqueror. He is talking about you having a heritage. And he says, I will be your God and you will be my people. You will be sons and daughters. And for the sake of loving to start with the same letter, I'm going to say sons, but just know I mean sons and daughters. Here's where I find the tension. Most of us want to be called sons, but we fail to start with being servants. And if we don't start saying every day, God, I'm a servant and I get to be a son. You call me son. You don't require anything from me. You give without payment the water of life and I'm going to follow you. But, but God, I want to be important. So I puff my chest out and I look at some people and say, they're not worthy of my time. And I look at other people and say, I want to be around them. God will open the doors that he wants for you to be in. But I'm telling you right now, if we ever believe that someone is beneath us, we've missed the whole point because I promise you this, I'm beneath God. But he chose to come down to me. He chose to make himself man. He chose to take on the cross, sin, death, and the grave. He chose to make himself known to me every day. And he chooses to love me the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I know what some of you have done in the past year. And I have no idea what others of you have done. But I'm here to tell you that God's love for you has not changed. That he loves you the same and that your results are sealed in Christ. But here's the thing. God does this crazy thing called free will and he lets you decide if you'll follow him or not. And the one power that I do control is whether or not my focus will remain on him, that I will worship him with all my heart, or I will try to make all things new. Because he made us conquerors and gave us a heritage that is sealed in Christ Jesus. And we get to be his sons. This is some of my favorite verses in all of the Bible. Romans chapter 8. It says, what shall we say then to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? I'm about to shout up in this place. He didn't even spare his own son. God didn't even spare his own son, but he gave him up for us all. How will we not 
also with him graciously give us all things. How will he not give us all these things? How do we believe that it falls on us? How in the world have we lost focus on the one that gave up all so that we could have life in his name? Where have we missed the point? And then the next few verses are beautiful, but I'm going to skip down to verse 37. It says, knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors. Everybody say more than conquerors. You're not just a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. And all these things and everything that can come against you, we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure, I am sure, I love that line, that God is trustworthy and true. That it's not just his product, it's also his person that I can put all my hope in and I can get my hopes up and I can know that it's already finished so I can focus on what he's got me to focus on today. I can be committed on what he's got me to be committed to today. I can fully trust him. I am sure of this, Paul said, that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depths nor anything else, nothing will ever be able to separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Nothing. Like what if I just focused on the fact that I'm more than a conqueror in 2017? What if I just focused on the fact that I am certain, that I can get my hopes up, that I don't have to worry about what everybody else thinks and some people will ridicule us, some people will call us down, some people will say that they're just feel-good people. Good, because my God is much feel-good, much more feel-good than I'll ever be. Things are sometimes difficult, which is why he put in angels and rulers and principalities and darkness and anything. All the difficult, there are things that are going to come against you this year. But do you know what I know? Nothing can separate you from God's love through Christ Jesus. That the worst of things and the best of things. Come on, somebody. Everything. And I just feel like I'm supposed to throw this in. The level of your battle... The level of your battle, whether you're facing it today or you'll face it tomorrow, the level of your battle, how heavy it is that comes against you, is a sign of what your heritage really is. And so instead of getting mad when difficulties come, when the enemy comes against you, let's celebrate the fact that you can't have it because it's been sealed with the blood of Jesus, that I'm an overcomer because of the word of my testimony and the blood of the lamb, that nothing can separate me from God's love, that I will stand here if I'm the only one and I will shout to the rooftops that I trust you and you alone, Jesus. And that we can be overcomers because he has overcome. This is not a goal that I will be an overcomer. This is my destiny that we have overcome because he overcame. And nothing can separate us from God's love. So here's the final. Trust in him and him alone. Focus on what is at hand today and seek first the kingdom. Commit yourself for the year to do these things every day and don't lose sight of what you committed to and put them in front of you and set goals and let yourself see them every day. And don't focus on the results. You know why? They're already sealed. They're already done. They're already done. They're already finished. If I will focus on today's work, today's calling, today's job that God has put before me, I can rest in tomorrow's result. Most of us never get to the rest part. 
which is the other word for result here, because we don't really trust him. And if we would ever really trust him, we would rest in the fact that we can put our hopes in the Lord and in the Lord alone. But I think this is the most important thing of the day, y'all. And I just want to back up a few. I think the most important thing of the day is not commitment, and it's not results, and it's not focus. It's trust. Because I think this is the starting block that most of us never even get to. Because the key is, I am was making all things new. And I just wonder this today as we close. Do you know who I am is? Do you know the King of kings and Lord of lords? Have you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior? Because he really is trustworthy and true. He really is the one that we can trust with all of our hearts, souls, minds, and strength. He is the only one that will ever be trustworthy. He's the only one that can seal your heritage and your destiny. Your legacy will be sealed by how you focus on him and how you walk with him, not by what you do alone. And some of you have come in here today and you hope that you could get this fresh start, but I'm here to tell you the only way to truly have a fresh start is by setting your eyes on Jesus, by trusting him and him alone as your Savior, and by walking with him every single day. You can set your mind to great things, and you can see great things happen, but one thing is for sure. At the end of your life, the one thing that will matter is what have you done with Jesus? And this is the question. This is what I find so fascinating about setting all things new. He's ready to make all things new in your life, but you got to trust him. you got to trust him. So I just want to ask this question. It's very simple. Have you trusted Jesus Christ with all your heart and said, I want you to be my Lord and I will follow you. I believe that you died on the cross, but I believe that you rose again to pay the price for my sin and to give me life in your name. And I will follow you for the rest of my days. And I have a destiny in heaven that is sealed in your name. Because if you haven't done that, setting your mind to things is just another cool thing to try. Will you pray with me? I just want to know in here, was God speaking to you? I don't want to manipulate you because I dislike that as much as I dislike anything in this world. But I do believe that it's important to give you this opportunity. Pastor, I've never trusted anybody because I was abused as a child. I've never trusted anybody because I went through a horrible relationship trust is the place it seems like the enemy attacks before anything else I'm here to tell you there's only one that will ever 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 be trustworthy through all things and it's Jesus and he wants to have a love relationship with you today pastor that's what I want I want to say yes to Jesus and follow him for the rest of my days by making him my savior and lord today if that's you just throw your hand up as high as you can and say that's me that's me that's what I want to do is anybody bold enough to let your 2017 start with the greatest decision you'll ever make the rest of your life. I want to do that today. Just show me your hand as high as you can. Let me see it. That's me. I see your hand. Keep it up if you will. Keep it up if you will. Who else? Pastor, that's me. Pastor, that's me. I want to say yes to Jesus today and put my trust in him. Praise the Lord. At the end of the service, I see you. Keep your hand up, sweetie. I believe salvation is simply this, 
I don't think God saves you through a magic prayer. I believe he saves you in your heart by you confessing with your mouth that he's your Lord and by believing him in your heart and choosing to follow him. And so I'm not going to pray with you right now specifically, but I want both of you ladies that raised your hand to fill the cards out that our volunteers brought to you and to take them to the back at the end of the service so someone can help you take your next steps. Here's the thing for everybody else. I believe that 2017 is going to be the greatest year of our lives, but you may not see it today. God comes in all different shapes and sizes. He looks different. He is always the same, but he may not be what you expect him to be. He may not come right when you expect him to come, but he's got your best in mind, and he's got his glory in mind. Will you trust him? If you'll make a commitment in 2017, I want to pray over you, but if you'll make a commitment in 2017 that every day, every day you want to trust him and focus on seeking first his kingdom and being committed to the cause of Jesus Christ and trusting that results are up to him and resting in his promises that we can trust, then I just want you to stand to your feet and let me pray with you right now. I will make the commitment that I will seek first his kingdom every day. Lord Jesus there's nothing magical about standing up. There's nothing magical about a message. Lord, you're the only one that changes everything. But God, this year, I just believe, God, I, I just believe that you're going to do great and mighty things in this house and in the homes and in the lives represented here, in the workplaces, in the people that are represented here. God, I believe, I believe that you are going to do more than we can ask or even imagine God, help us every day to focus on the work that is at hand and rest that the results are already, fi already finished. We love you. We trust you. We believe you. God, you're making all things new. And today our marriages are being made new. Our homes are being made new. Our lives are being made new. Not through our power, but through your word and through your power. We trust you, Jesus. We love you. And we lift up the name that is above every name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen.